That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Okay, welcome to another episode of that naturopathic podcast. Dr. Dave here. Michelle, what's up? Hi, Dave. Very, sub- <laughs> <That's> all- <laughs> very subdued compared to a, a recent episode that we released. Were, yeah, where you were less than subdued. My my gym my gynostoma episode where I was bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Today I feel, but it's a tired day, tiring day. It's like it's a cold, it's like a rainy day. I feel like I hit a wall all of a sudden. Could be that yeah. I'm coming, could coming be off. That hemoglobin. Oh, don't don't even talk about my recent lab work. It's a mystery, <laughs> and I have to do more now. But it might also just be from like the overindulgence of the weekend, where I'm like, my body is just overall hitting a wall after like coming down from the high of yeah. eating a lot of pizza against my better judgment because my digestion was just so angry with me by the end of the celebrations. So mad. Stay stay tuned for further uh, blood work reviews with Dr. Michelle and Dr. Dave. Um, but what this, this week we're, we're going to do, uh, we want to do a short one and it, it's, it's, um, it's about some keynotes or some, uh, signs that are, I wouldn't say pathognomonic for you nerds out there, like me who love that word pathognomonic, you know, if you have this, then it means this, but they're pretty darn close. Um, so we got some signs and symptoms that, that can direct you to think, you know what, you probably have this problem. So they're quick hits, right? We all like yeah, quick hits. We've, we've seen it. We've seen these kind of line up enough that there's enough of a pattern. Like it's not always simplistic in the real world. So like, let's be realistic about this, but there is a good correlation between these types of things. We we keep people happy. Maybe if we say there's a high probability of a link between these, these things that we're going to discuss. Yeah. Right. No, but no, please don't anybody at us for not being. (laughs) We're just doing, we're just doing our best. We're just doing our best guys. We're just doing our best. We're just, we're just naturopaths trying to make it in a medical doctor's world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We're trying. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Anyway, uh, we want some bits and pieces going. Yeah, we do. We really do. Okay. So we're going to kind of recycle one that we've talked about in the past. We've got one classic old one, which I actually learned about in naturopathic college. I think it's the only one of these. Ah, no, maybe two of these. The two you brought are the more traditional, and that sort of suits our our things. You bring you you keep reminding us of the traditional stuff. So you brought up a couple that I remember learning in school. That was the B twelve one. You'll talk about, yeah, yeah. and and the other uh, the rosacea one. Rosacea, rosacea. We'll talk about that. Do you want to start with one of those because they're traditional, and maybe nice to start with some traditional stuff. Yeah. So so let's talk with, so recently, the reason I brought this one up, that is it. Okay. If anyone can see the video, it's a huge jug of water. It just takes up the whole video screen. And I almost died laughing as you like ferociously chugged your water, Dave. 
Um, okay. Anyways, back on track guys. Sorry. A little <laughs> ADD moment there for me. Um, recently I had a client that came to see me for this weird sensation on her tongue. And it was a little bit like of a burning, tingly something, and it was persistent. And it had happened for a few months and it kind of came out of nowhere. And her doctors weren't able to really give her any resolution or solutions. And they were going to send her to a neurologist in case it's bigger. She came to see me, had never seen a naturopath before. And we went through the full intake and stuff. But really at the end of the day, I was like, the easiest thing is to start off with possible nutrient deficiencies. So B12, uh, B6. Um, and iron sometimes, but I find B12 is often a, a good quick fix for like a swollen tongue or a sore tongue, or like that tingling burning sensation on the tongue. Um, and it's, and if that doesn't work, then explore other options further. Um, so I gave her a methylate, uh, a methyl B12 spray that's liposomal from Physica and it has TMG methylated folate B6 and then methyl B12 in it. And I had her do like a high dose for two weeks and then just recheck with me to see if that's even, if we're noticing anything shifting mm -hmm. two to three weeks. And she did notice already certain improvements with how her tongue was feeling after that two week protocol of like a loading dose. So then we had her do continue to do a high dose for another two weeks and then she's going to drop it down. And then we're going to check in in like a month or something like that. Um, and then it happened before with someone I knew when I was working at Elixir organic juice bar, my, uh, somebody I was working with had this weird tongue thing came kind of came on, it crept up on him in a few days. And he was asking me and I said, well, the simplest thing you can do is go take some like B12 lozenges and then see if that changes. And it, totally helped his tongue sensation. So, uh, swollen enlarged tongue glossitis basically is what it's called. Right, Dave. Um, or like and that Michelle, burning, burning sensation for those, for those nerds and haters that want to know, we've got Canadian medical association journal, 2013, September three, 185 issue 12. Oh, uh, glossitis secondary to vitamin B12 deficiency anemia. Bam. Nailed it there. But cool. even just clinically, I've noticed that that's made a difference. Oh, yeah. I even had one, one girl who had numbness after a dental procedure and they said that it was like part of her tongue, like one third of her tongue was numb. And they said it was after a dental procedure that she may never get the full feeling back in that part of her tongue. Cause the nerve might've been damaged, whatever. And it'd been several years. And then I put her on her high dose of that B12 and she started getting this weird tingling sensation in that part of the tongue. Now it hasn't fully resolved despite continuing the B12, but it's interesting that there was like something happening there after mm -hmm. like a few years of not feeling anything at all. Mm -hmm. And that was by giving her the same B12 spray, which is kind of cool. Cool. Okay. So we got glossitis B12. Um, I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> I was just going to expand or like Michelle's specific there to say uh, mouth and tongue sores. You got to think about especially just like the upper GI uh, predominantly um, and think about like B12 and iron. Those, those are sort of upper GI. They depend, depend a lot on proper uh, function in the upper GI. So um, I thought that was cool. I didn't put this down as a separate one, uh, but I'll, I'll just sort of say it sort of um, casually is that when I see canker sores, I do, I do um, like gut healing with like, you know, GI repair or something by NFH. So similar kind of idea of what we're talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, just really quick too. Uh, like you were saying, just because someone has a B12 deficiency and it helps their tongue, you still have to understand why the deficiency happened. 
So you stopped her Drew's teaching cause, which is which is why (laughs) teaching moment with Dr. Michelle Pobega. I can't help it. Um, So that's why we're bringing it back to the stomach because you need stomach acid in order to be able to extract B12 and iron from any food, nutrients, et cetera, and then be able to absorb it later on in your intestinal tract. First, you got to be able to pull it out of the food in the first place. So, bam. Okay. Uh, what do you want to, do you want to move on to the rosacea one, uh, or, or do you want to recycle our, one of our old favorites, which is uh, skin tags or the nails? Let's, let's go back to the rosacea one really quick. Cause it's kind of in the same vein. Yeah. If I'm go. seeing rosacea, I'm thinking insufficient stomach function or low stomach acid. And a lot of times literature will say possibly B12 deficiency, possibly zinc deficiency. And I'm like, well, then that's probably still a low stomach acid deficiency because you need stomach acid to be able to absorb B12. Bam. Right. So they're both going to affect it and you need zinc in order to make proper stomach acid. So it's kind of like a, I don't, who knows if it's a, what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of situation, but all three of those are still related to optimal stomach function at the end of the day. Um, Mm -hmm. but rosacea has been linked with low stomach acid and even H pylori, which again affects stomach acid production. Nice. So, so I think and it may be worth saying, like, you know, with rosacea, it doesn't have to be like a full blown crazy rosacea where like the person's in severe pain. Yeah. I, if I see anyone with like quite, I'll just say quite rosy sort of zygoma area cheeks, um, if I see that and any other signs, like we're, like we're saying here, we're always trying to put patterns together. If I see any of these other patterns, uh, you know, and, the, and then also a bit rosy in that area, then I, I think that's enough. Uh, of a of a it's a bit of a data point there even though you don't have like full-blown rosacea yeah uh yeah totally since cool. we're still on the topic of the stomach dave oh god do you want us do you want to talk about the one that gets you giddy <laughs> yeah this one's I, sometimes i don't know what to do michelle because it's more it's fun sometimes to act like kind of um casual and goofy and and sometimes people feel much you know more comfortable when you use proper words like flatus um, but there's, there's definitely a relationship between flatus or farting and, and stomach, uh, stomach irritation. So I'm not talking about like normal flatus where, you know, whether you're a biological male, biological female, or otherwise you are supposed to fart about 18 times a day. That's the average. It's not different. There's no difference apparently between the sexes apparently cool so says the research because people actually did put things like sensors in their like rear ends to do like imagine the research that's so cool there is fart research i would i would love to be on that research team there (laughs) is fart research anyway let's move on what i've kid at heart so so of course i think everything's the stomach and michelle you know Gives me the gears a little bit about it, as she should, as you all should. But uh, I think everything is the liver and gallbladder. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. So whatever. We're all up upper GI folk. Anyway, what what I've noticed is that um, a lot of the problem with with people who I, I come to me and they say, Dave, like this farting is unreal. Like it's it's bad. It's it's like voluminous, too much, crazy. So I'm talking about that kind of flatus, not like you know, oops, I tooted once in a while you're supposed to i'm mm-hmm. talking about that like w- uncomfortable like boom boom, right. boom like so that is often related to some issue a, a pre-existing issue with the stomach imagine that um and and 
it's funny because in Chinese medicine, they say the stomach rules descending. And, and some, the more I understand some of this stuff, the more that a lot of the TCM old school TCM stuff makes a lot more sense. Cool. And so, yeah. So like whether the, the descending is, let's say normal descent is, you know, poo coming out, you know, stool coming out and gas coming out once in a while, that's normal descent. Mm-hmm. What's abnormal is rebellious stomach chi, which is a lot of burping, which we did. We decided not to talk about specifically for the stomach, but burping is basically stomach chi going the wrong way. Right. And then you could also say disordered uh, descending would be too much too fast. And and so when the stomach is really uh, aggravated by maybe something you've eaten and you may notice mm-hmm. this, like, you know, it's not like uh, if you eat something that aggravates you, you're not going to have like crazy farting in of that food that you just ate traveling 25 feet you know being digested and traveling 25 feet in about five or ten minutes that's not what happened something has happened in the stomach and it's it's sort of irritated it in some way and it's it's let's say it's forced downward previous previously digested contents and you're getting lots of gas you're probably blaming it on oh my god i forgot one another keynote just totally related to this one undigested food in the stools oh yeah means your stomach is opening too fast so that it's re- that's another reason why i'm talking about this one it's related to that the one is that gas is, that is a good is, keynote undigested food in the yeah stool. so so there uh the stomach is is pushing things through too fast um and we've and we, we beat on the stomach already hard with our keynotes yeah. it's an important organ it and is. and and I think that we focus so much on the lower GI because that's where we often feel the symptoms, but we ignore the fact that a lot of stuff probably came from higher up that led to those problems in the first place. And I think it's, it's, it, there's, it's warrants being mentioned. Michelle, that's what I was getting at. And thank you so much for your support. No problem, pal. I got you. You do. <laughs> you do. Um, so, uh, another one we've talked about this in the past, but like mm-hmm. skin tags, that it's is a, a ten telltale telltale sign that there's an insulin issue, yes. like an insulin resistance, type two diabetes, but mostly insulin specific issue. Yeah, that whole spectrum of yeah. blood sugar insulin yeah. dysregulation. <laughs> and isn't that stuff. good to know? Like, I yeah. I think there's a there's probably a bunch of people out there with skin tags, um, who are who probably think there's some annoying cosmetic thing. And I've seen like, there's like skin tag remover type yeah. things. And yeah, I, you uh, can get them like burned off. And yeah, like, and I think even like at home type stuff, but I think it's really good to know, okay, you want to get rid of it. I get it. I don't, you know, no one wants a big boil on their nose either, but um, you know, it's, it's good to know maybe why that, that happened. And, and it's important to tell your practitioner or if you're doing some stuff on your, on your own, uh, go, Hey, that's skin tag. That meant I probably had some issue with, uh, with blood sugar insulin. So. Mm-hmm. that's a good one and the last one yeah so this is this is one uh uh i don't know if I, I don't know if it's as reliable as all the other ones but i do i do find it uh it's supported by evidence and and supported by like some biochemistry um and it's just a cool sort of behavioral thing that you can notice in yourself or in other people and it's that picking nails or pulling hair so there's research on uh these sort of compulsive um these compulsive behaviors right because mm-hmm. it's almost like you know that you don't want to be picking but you'd pick anyway or you you know that probably you know your higher centers of your brain are like um i probably shouldn't be pulling my hair out but you find yourself doing it right anyway 
and and they're kind of a sign of uh, glutamate uh, excitotoxicity, you know, on a, on a sort of like um, biochemical level. And maybe there's other reasons going on at other times. Like we said at the beginning, of this, this, is, this is not meant to be 100%, but it's a good sign that you've got sort of excitotoxicity compulsion, compulsions going on. Um, and the thing to use is a wonderful uh, supplement, which probably you use a lot, I, I yeah. would think, Michelle. I love uh, it. Yeah, which is N-acetylcysteine or NAC. And um, I I would say it's, yeah, it's it's up there in my, it would be in my top 10 supplements. Um, as a precursor to glutathione, but what what it does is it works as an antiport. So cysteine uh, goes in and glutamate comes out. So it's it's a nice biochemical support for any anyone who's got any sort of a compulsion type um, behaviors. And and I haven't I, and I haven't extended this, Michelle. And so like, don't get uh, no one get me wrong here. I haven't extended to using it in more maybe, uh, I don't want to say severe psychiatric or, or psychological uh, uses, but I would imagine, I wouldn't be surprised if, if anyone's got any kind of like compulsive, compulsivity, impulse, I don't know if it would be impulsivity or compulsivity, I would think it would be useful to, to experiment with it just because there's good research on it um, in trichotillomania, which is, you know, pulling out your hair. I just had a thought we were talking and I meant to mention this before, but with like seizures and epileptics, they're not allowed to have glutamine uh, because it's an, it can turn into that excitotoxin. Right. Uh -huh. So I wonder if even NAC can also help mitigate. I have to look into that. Yeah. You, it, you know, there's because, a because of that pathway. Right. So, yeah. And, 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 you know, like in the neuro, uh, in the, the neural world is crazy, uh, but in terms of like the the biochemistry uh, of what's going on to th that that influences our thought patterns and 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 uh, moods and all that, like there's so many there's like complementary dishes, right? There's the serotonins and there's your dopamines yeah. and there's your norepinephrine. So this is just one one maybe side plate of the whole thing. But uh, same thing, yeah. So what you're doing is what I would exactly what I'm trying to think is, is, are there any ways in which, you know, we can bring it in to help with that excitotoxic aspect of whatever the person's dealing with? Yeah. Especially if it, it, it helps with a certain exchange of those molecules. So I don't know, just based on what mm -hmm. you said. And then a bunch of other stuff is going to be good with, as you know, like, you, like I said, you probably use NAC more than I do, uh, but as a precursor to glutathione and helpful for liver detoxification and a whole bunch of other good stuff. For bile, tell for us. bile, cysteine, Wait, cysteine. Did you is it? It's tell a, us? No, you know, and I forgot to mention it in last week's recording of bile. I think I mentioned methionine and acetal and choline, but I forgot to mention cysteine oh. and how it can also improve just like the quality of your bile and detoxification. And it's so funny when we think back again to Chinese medicine, the gallbladder is about indecision and kind of worry, and then the the liver is anger. So if we're also talking about emotional states, and then. Interesting. Yeah. Helping move all that through then cysteine may not only help with like those. Interesting. Uh, with like the impulsive and compulsive stuff, but also if we allow your body to detox better and those organs to feel better, then it might also have an interesting impact on the emotional side of things. Yeah. If it improves your neurological soup. Um, yeah. If it improves your neurological soup, it, it might be very good. Again, I, I, some of that is um, 
conjecture. I would say the when when it when there's more compulsive behaviors, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be helpful. Actually, they use it in addiction a lot too. Um, I oh, should do say they? that. Yeah. So NAC and addiction. Um, or they use. You know, I know there are people who are skilled in that area using it, hopefully skillfully. Um, so yeah, there might be a more use of it. Anyway, um, that NAC is a pretty badass supplement. It really it, is. It made and it. it and it helps break up biofilms and yeah, it helps break again, up mucus and so like much. I'm just like I love it I love it yeah it's a pretty badass one it prevents influ influenza like illness but are we allowed to say that I don't know I'm surprised I haven't gushed about that like I did for my Jaguar like and just like had a mini love affair with NAC because it is pretty special <laughs> it is pretty special so I it's almost up there I put it in the category like it, it's probably friends with berberine and Espoulardi for me. Uh, yeah, that's a good one too. Such a good one. Anyways, okay. like before we get in a tangent of our like our 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 favorite supplements, <laughs> I think we did an episode about that already. We did, we did. Okay, so uh, probably uh, let's just recap here. We got rosacea, stomach acid. Um, believe it or not, farting and the and the stomach, as opposed to blaming your anal rectal area, blame your stomach. Mm -hmm. Anal rectal area just has to deal with the consequences. Kids, I'm sorry. Just um, yeah, just deals with the reverberations of it. <laughs> and then we had a specific link, and Michelle's got a clinical sort of confirmation in terms of um, mouth sores, or sorry, tongue sores, or glossitis and B12 issues with B12, which um, could also be maybe expanded out to just issues at the tongue and, and mouth and and the upper GI specifically or in particular, um, skin tags and insulin and the uh, picking pulling sort of compulsive behaviors and NAC. So that's it. Some quick hits. Hope you liked it. Quick hits. Just the hits, guys. Just the hits. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Talk to you next week. <laughs>